It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. along the Gulf Coast of Mexico, coming to you also live from a, the cubby house. From a cubby house, a playhouse. A, is it in a tree? No, it's not in a tree. It's on it's the ground. Ground-based ground cubby ground uh, that uh, she's taken over from her daughters. We have Nicole Halton from Inspired EC. How you doing, Nicole? <laughs> I am great. It's, I may be like sweating shortly because we're in the middle of a very warm <laughs> summer and I'm in the cubby house. <laughs> Yeah, so you're you're the kids are wrapping up summer break. Yes, they're back to school tomorrow. It's been yeah. a very long, I think, eight weeks that they've been off. It's a really long time. <laughs> Have you really enjoyed long. it though? Uh, partially, yes. There are part yeah. there are parts of the summer holidays that I love. Like I love that you don't have to get up and get people out the door at a certain time most of the time. You kind of sure. can just eat into the day. And I love that I'm not having to pack school lunches, although they are typically doing it themselves now. So that's not too bad. I love that there's not like permission notes to fill in and assignments and homework. And I love all of that sort of stuff. But the hard part is, is while they're on holidays, I feel like I should be on holidays and I'm not. So it's really quite challenging. I did have some holiday time. Um, so I have made the most of it and we've been to the beach and done all those fun things. But yeah, it is, it is tricky. Well, it's, uh, it sounds delightful. I, I got questions about the, uh, the cubby house there. Is that your, your husband's own design or was that a kit? No, it was his own design. He built everything from scratch. He designed it. He planned it. It's like, I wish I could really give you the grand tour. I don't know how I can, but he oh. actually created like a loft and then it's mm-hmm. there's a ladder and you climb up the ladder and into the loft. There's um, a lounge. That's what I'm sitting on now. There's a lounge in there or a couch. Um, it's got like a beautiful stained glass front door that we got from like Gumtree, which is like a buy, swap and sell kind of thing. We got that and yeah, it's very cool. He got some vintage, like, louvered windows that he also got from a buy and sell thing and got the windows. And, yeah, so it was very, uh, it's very cool. I'm just looking at some of the joineries and uh, I'm, very, I'm very impressed. That thing is going to last a long time. It, oh, my gosh, it's sturdy. It's yeah. sturdy. It ain't anywhere. That's sweet. I should hey, be so, safe. <laughs> yeah, you should be should be safe. Um, so, so I, we're, we're, we're in the snuggery now. We're, we're not homeless anymore. But... Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm very excited. This is, I've actually done a couple of recording sessions since we since we moved in about a week and a half ago, but this is the first one where I, I feel that we're actually moved in and unpacked. And so that's kind of nice. But one thing we we took with us from from living in in beach rentals for seven months is is uh we got tired of keys because all the beach rentals had the punch in the code things on the on the doors. Yeah. And and I realized, hey, that's really convenient. And uh, the first thing I asked when we moved in is, is can I can I switch out your key locks with doorknobs and stuff and put in something fancier? And and they were like, yeah, sure. So we put in, check this out, Nicole. We put in fingerprint scanners. Oh, that's so impressive. Well, it, I don't know if it's impressive, but it's fun. And they were relatively cheap. So yay, 21st that's century. Cool. Yeah, that's except... It. It, it, it it's pretty cool it, it, going in and out with the dogs and stuff is really nice the problem is uh tasha apparently doesn't have fingerprints because uh <laughs> she's 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 also she thinks she's she thinks technology doesn't like her or doesn't work for uh, anyway we're, right. we're still trying to work out the kinks but for for me and the dogs it's been working out delightfully and she's happy with just punching in the code but until her fingerprint works i'm not going to be happy it's you know what I was listening to a podcast once, I can't even remember who it was, and they were talking about how, you know, little changes in their life just make them happier and, you know, like they're really, really small things. And the example she gave was having keyless entry to her house. And she said, it's one of those really kind of forgetful people. She said, and I'd always get out of the car and be like, oh, where are my keys? They're in the bottom of my bag somewhere. And she said, I'd be rifling through things. I was juggling children and, you know, trying to get in the house. And she said, changing that one thing, just made me feel so much better and I'm like it's not easy like to say that just that one little thing you know like can make such a massive difference you wouldn't think it'd have that big an impact but for her it really did yeah yeah and I I totally agree and that's what you know I'm I'm old now I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the downhill, <laughs> on the downhill side, slide. Down, downhill side of life and so I'm constantly looking for those kind of things right because you got yeah. to make the most of the time that's left but uh the, the the other thing I like about them is that they 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 do have an auto lock so you close the door and then like 25 30 seconds later it just automatically locks itself so you don't have to have to mess with that so um there is the, the one downside and I'm kind of excited about it is that it really increases the chances that somebody is going to cut my thumb off well i guess but only if they know that you have that kind of technology i suppose well, now they got yeah, yeah. well all they got to do is walk by the door and they see and then they want to you know they want to they want to get wait in and, you in the bushes yeah sure <laughs> sure in the bushes yeah and, to remove a digit and they're like right now we're in yeah then then they yeah. they take they remove remove my thumb they scan the door they come in and they 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 pilfer all my worldly goods which is going to be really fucking disappointing for them <laughs> but it'd be because... really difficult to explain to like police or insurance or whatever it's like how did they get in there was no sign of forced entry it's like yeah. here it is yeah. this is how they yeah. got it <laughs> i'm missing a thumb yeah, and so hopefully they leave it so that I could have it reattached. But uh, yeah. but maybe they're so disappointed because there wasn't anything worth stealing that they they just uh, they just le- throw it out out into the bushes again. And That's then for you, yeah, you didn't leave us anything good. But then I get to be thumbless, which would be kind of would be kind of a fun adventure, I guess. I, I mean, 
I'm, yeah, well, I'm not going to go like chop a thumb off on purpose, but if it happened, I could roll with it. it. You yeah, didn't I'd, it. I'd roll with it. So let's get into a topic. You got one. Oh, no, we got to check up on something, though. Our 2023 Playful Change Challenge. You're going to um, do more writing. We're, as we record this, we're a month into the new year. How's that going? And what we understand, well, the kids have been on break this whole time. Yes, yes. So I feel like the year shouldn't start until February. Um, but it's not been going too bad. I actually I started out strong, started the year really well. I was writing daily. Um, then it kind of fell in a slump. Then I got like a burst of inspiration, come back again. Um, I'm definitely not writing. Well, look, I am writing daily. I write text messages daily. I, you know, there's definitely writing happening. Uh, it's not always quality. Um, I did, however, and I I did start it. It was kind of a got the jump on it. I wrote a short story at the end of last year, and in the it was like the first of February, first uh, of January, maybe I don't know. It was published in our local newspaper. It was a finalist in a short story competition, so it got published in the newspaper, which was a little bit exciting. I didn't win the competition, but I was a finalist. You know, just happy to be nominated, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, congratulations, I good on you. Yeah, so I'm well, doing it. I'm just not doing it quite as well as I should. Be. Well, I mean, three three kids around on summer break—that's kind of kind of a challenge. Right at Cramshaw style. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've been trying to get more writing done, and it's not creative. It's just for the playful. Well, it's just for the playful HQ site. Yeah, but it's but um, what I I I you might find this surprising, Nicole. I have a hard time staying focused sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly being distracted by squirrels and you know locks and. It'll be me in a moment when the dog comes past the coming yeah. house. Oh, I'll be like, oh, dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's where I am. And so one thing I've been I've been trying to do is uh, um, when I sign, I've been trying to do the writing in the early morning or in the evening when it's dark out and I'll turn the lights off and then and then my visual field is here. But also yeah. I've been putting in the earbuds and mm-hmm. I've, I've set up a Spotify playlist of white noise. I was going to say, is it like white noise or pink noise or something? I've heard pink I- noise is quite helpful, too. I'll I'll try pink right now. I've got a three hour white noise playlist. It's, it's just one clip. That's three hours long, oh, wow. and and I'll get focused in. And and the longest I've gone is like an hour and a half into it without being being distracted. So um, for for me, that's 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 really good. So uh, what's yeah. the difference between uh, uh, white noise and pink noise? Oh. There's different frequencies, I think. So there's, and there's also like, I think there's brown noise as well. I think that makes you poop. Well, it sounds like it should. Um, But I have a feeling I heard about brown noise. I actually heard about pink and brown on a podcast. Again, can't remember which one. Um, But they were talking about, I feel like the person who was listening, using the brown noise actually has ADHD. And they're like, that's helping me to focus the brown noise. So I'm not Mm -hmm. sure why that is but I think it is to do with different frequencies so like they said the white noise is fairly it's consistent isn't it like it's a fairly it's like when you play it's it's um, mostly like static or have a hairdryer going or yes it's that kind of steady noise whereas I think there's yeah there's differences in the frequencies or whatever but again there's playlists like I think you can just search like pink noise or whatever on Spotify or and 
bank, well, you'll have a plan. I'll, I'll be I'll be trying that as soon as we end this recording session and find out. Hey, hey listeners, if you are into listening to white noise or pink noise or plaid noise while you're trying <laughs> to focus for or for, for any other reasons, I'd like to hear about it or read about it. Send us a voicemail or a text mail at two two a text mail. Text mail text isn't a thing. Send us a voicemail <laughs> or a text at 228-363-6737. And oh, one more thing. We, we're going to get into the topic listeners. I promise. This isn't going to be one of those episodes episodes where we don't. But I've got to apologize to, to, to listener Emily. She was supposed to be joining us for uh, this recording session. Uh, I have mentioned her a couple a couple times uh, in, in recent recordings. She is a, an alleged teenager who alleged. allegedly... I mean, you know, you never know. I mean, people send you text messages. You don't know for sure, right? Um, so she she's allegedly a teenager, and she's allegedly going to uh, to be uh, going into early learning in college. And she's like been listening to the show for like a year and a half or something. And uh, you know, I first I don't this this show has a, 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 an explicit warning label on it, so I worry about children listening to the kind of language that uh, that. Uh, flows out of Nicole's mouth and that kind of we'll stuff. Turn it down. Uh, yeah. Uh, she was anyway, she was supposed to join us. And so we're going to find out if she is indeed really a teenager and why she's going into early learning and, and check in with her. And I, I'm, I'm totally teasing the exchange I've had with her. She sounds amazing. And I'm, I'm really eager to talk to her, but uh, I messed up the time zones when I, we, I set the time with her and messed that up. Um, so it's Which is not me. actually hard to do when we're we're dealing with international time zones and domestic time zones. Half the time, I'm not sure if I've got the right time zone. Yeah, I, I, I double have to Google what time it is there. Yeah, and I I, I, I totally I figured it out because I was doing my my third last minute checkup and I realized that we I had it wrong and and um, and look Emily she the the text message she sent was in like complete sentences so that kind of makes me leery i i, I mean she's teenagers not a don't, teenager see teenagers don't communicate in complete Actually, sentences do they to be fair my almost teenager does text in complete sentences mm. and gets really frustrated when his friends use shorthand or incorrect grammar or spelling in their text messages yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so there are and, some random teenagers and so I messaged her about uh, the problem and she's she's like, oh, I'll also be a practice. And I told her we could reschedule. And she's like, ah, uh, she's like, yeah, that, that's cool. No worries. And then she ends with LMK. And I spend I spend uh, a couple. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm hyperventilating. Yeah, I'm hyperventilating. It. I'm hyperventilating about what that means. And I'm thinking, and I thought, oh, I don't want to have to search it. I'm not that old. <laughs> and then I figured it out. So you, you got it? You, you had it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Let me yep. know. Let me know. Yeah. I, See, my, all three of my children speak in like these abbreviations and mm -hmm. whatever, constantly. And sometimes they're like seven letters long. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I don't know. And I, yeah. I, same I'm like I don't want to be old come on what is it what is it what is it and I'm like trying to run through it in my brain and it's like they can see me thinking about it mm -hmm. and I think there's there's power in that I reckon that's yeah. part of why teenagers and young people use those sorts of things it's like a secret secret language that they have power over because it's like well you don't know and you've got yeah. to think about it to know what it yeah. is yeah so uh I, I'm kind of embarrassed Emily's going to listen to this and know that I didn't know right off the bat oh. what that meant um uh Kristen suggested I think it was Kristen suggested we uh since uh, Emily's going to be going to college to study early learning that we we recruit her as a spy to find oh, out what's yeah. going on in the uh the early learning college campus classrooms what they're a teaching bit of and stuff. So, 
Yeah. So, uh, so if you want to do some, uh, some, some, uh, spy work, Emily, let me know when you hear this episode. Um, all right, let's talk about Get the real thing. Get her a little thing. detective kit. <laughs> we're, we're 14 minutes into the episode. We should probably start talking about the topic. Um, so Nicole, what are we, what are we talking about? Uh, saying no, or more importantly, not saying no. Um, and not to children, because that's a whole different conversation altogether, but saying no to things to, I think as people in early childhood, we typically are people pleasers. Um, and I always used to say, oh, I'm not a people pleaser. I do my own thing. And, you know, I, I won't do things just to keep other people happy. But um, the last few weeks, I found myself very much in people pleasing mode. And we we had quite a number of January is always a busy time of year for us um, because that's the start of the school year. And everyone kind of comes back after Christmas break and is like, right, we're ready. We want to do training. Oh, and we want to do it next week. Um, and so we've <laughs> yeah. had like all of these people contact and they're like, oh, can you do this here and this here? And in the end, I'm like, I've got such a big schedule. And how it actually came to me was that like, I just kept saying, oh, yes, yep, yep, I'll do that. And then there was one and I was like, no, I actually can't do that. And um Keela who does our training coordination and whatever she's like back and forth with me on messages going what if you got left here at this time could you get to there at that time and I'm like no I'm not doing it no and I'm like oh it's really hard to say no and you know she's like oh the client really wants it on that day and I'm like no I'm not doing it on that day it has to be a different day offer them this day or we just can't do it like it just can't happen and Afterwards, I like hung up and I was talking to Tash. I'm like, oh, should I have said yes? And she's like, no, you need to say no. <laughs> um, but it is, it's really hard. And then like this week, so I was supposed to be off Monday and Tuesday of this week. So it's currently Wednesday here. So Monday and Tuesday of this week, I was supposed to be off. And I ended up doing a training session on Monday, which I hadn't planned for. And then yesterday I did a consultancy visit and then drove two hours, did a training session and drove two hours back. Um, and had to have like my son at his first tennis lesson at like five o'clock and I was getting back at five o'clock so I had to really like rely on family and you know make everything work but it was that realization of oh my gosh we're only a couple of weeks into the year and you're already overcommitted. you need to say no but I think we do as you know early childhood people we tend to say yes to a lot of things and I think it's um, Richard Branson says like say yes and figure it out later and I'm like yes and no <laughs> like I kind of agree with that statement but then I also think actually sometimes you just can't figure it out later and you need to say no. Yeah and I mean the figure it out later is probably I'm guessing a lot easier when you're a fucking billionaire when you're Richard Branson yeah um, sure yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> I Richard, mean Richard Branson. Branson can he can figure it out by saying hey you person that I pay $250,000 a year to take care of things for me take care of this um yeah. most of us most of us don't have that uh that option so yeah it, it's I mean it's and look, sometimes saying yes to things can be fulfilling. You, I mean, you're, you're honored that people asked and you feel appreciated yeah. and, and you don't like to let people down. And so there's, and, and so there's all kinds of, you of, know, of reasons to, impact. Yeah, yeah, you know, it can be a good thing for them. And often things that sometimes I say yes to, and then uh, like, I'll sort of curse myself later and think, oh, why am I doing that? Once I do it, I'm like, oh no, it was great. I'm glad I did it. So there's that element of, I think when you're thinking, oh, should I say yes or should I say no? I should probably say no. And you end up saying yes. You think, oh, what if I regret 
not saying yes later. So that sure. whole challenge of, you know, I, what do I say yes to and what do I say no to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really comes down to prioritizing what's most important to you, um, which, again, can be it can be really, really difficult because, I mean, you're a business owner and you're trying to keep that going and you got, you got, I mean, you got to keep the, uh, the cash flowing in because you got employees, right. but you're also, you're also a mom and a dog owner and the kids That's and the right. pup need attention and maybe the husband once in a while. And it could be, it could be, a, it could be a real challenge. So, um, this comes up a lot when I'm, when I'm doing burnout related stuff. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, I, I and I, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show before. I ask people to do this little mental exercise of of visualizing, you know, making a list in your head of everything you've done for other human pe human beings in the last seven days, mm. and people are like, oh, just thinking about it is exhausting. It's overwhelming to think about, yeah. And and then ask how many how many things in this, that same seven days have they done just for themselves. And that list is usually very short to non-existent. And the yeah. reason the one list is so long is because there's a lot of yes saying. Yeah. Um, and, 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 I, and I ask, in the last six months, how many of you have said yes to doing something you really, really, really didn't want to do? Hmm. And, and virtually every hand in the room goes up or every hand in yeah. the Zoom. Um, yeah. and, and so it's something we really struggle with because we, you know, we make we make saying no into a big, scary monster a lot of the times, don't we? Yes. Um, well, you, like, overthink it. you think, oh, if I say no, that person's going to be annoyed with me. Mm -hmm. They'll never want to, you know, work with me again. Or, you know, it's, if even if it's say, I often, I don't have a lot of trouble saying no to social things because I'm antisocial. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like, you know, and it depends who's asking too. Sometimes it is hard because I think, if I say no, you know, if Tash says to me, oh, which she doesn't because she knows my boundaries, but if she said to me, oh, do you want to, you know, go out for dinner on Saturday night? And I'm thinking, no, I really don't. I can quite happily say to her, no, I do not. Like I'm I'm done, I'm tapped out. I, I don't have capacity for that right now. I know that she would be okay with that. Whereas mm -hmm. if someone I've met, you know, say through the kids' school or someone that's a bit newer maybe into life and had said, oh, would you love to come out for dinner, you know, on Saturday night or you should come around to our place or whatever, I'm like, oh, um, you know, and I find myself going, I really want to say no, I don't want to say yes. But in the end I often say yes because it's like I don't want to offend them or, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they don't know who I am. But I think when you set those boundaries early, it's probably more beneficial. Um, but I think when you're in like an educator position. I know when I used to work in a service, I found myself saying yes to all sorts of things like, you know, um, just even, you know, could you take this home and, you know, work on this at home? Oh, yeah, no worries. I'll take that home. And, you know, it's a very Australian saying, actually, you know, no worries. Like we say it a lot and often you don't actually mean it. You know, people say, oh, could you do this? And you go, oh, yeah, no worries. And inside you're thinking, oh, fuck off. Like, no, oh, I don't. So many to... worries. <laughs> there's so many worries. But it's like, no worries. It's all good. Like, we very, very casually dismiss it and be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I can I can add that to my to-do list. Not a problem. And meanwhile, the to-do list is, like, way too long. Yeah. And, and when it gets way too long, you you have less emotional energy to devote to all the things you have to do. And so something or someone 
gets the gets the short end of the yeah. of the stick and it's it's often you as an individual you neglect your yeah. self care and and that starts this downward spiral when you're not taking care of yourself the the stuff you're doing for other people is of a lower quality because you're you're not you're not performing at your best when you're doing it and so yeah. Um, and, and, you know, just the idea of saying no to somebody it, for all those reasons, because they're not going to like me anymore. They're, 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 they're going to look down on me, whatever it is, they're going to judge me. Um, it turns it into this, this, this combination of barbed wire and butterflies in your, in your gut. And we turned, we turned that idea into, into this big, hairy, scary monster that, uh, that we don't want to confront. And then I think people that, that are good once you build the habit, the skill of saying no, it's almost like having a superpower. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's even the no without the explainer, because I feel like sometimes, you know, and I used to do that a lot when I was an educator, I'd say no, but I felt like I had to explain why it's a no. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I can't do that. I'm really busy. I've got this on. I've got this on. Oh, if it was any other time, I'd do it. Well, guaranteed, they're going to ask you any other time. So it's like, if it's something that you really don't want to do, there's got to be no with no explainer. Like you shouldn't have to have that, you know, this is why I can't do it. It's yeah. just actually it's a no, you know, and I love um, the the idea of I'm just, I'm just full right now. Like I'm at capacity. I can't actually do anything else. You yeah. Know, I think you got, I think you got to work your, work your way up to, oh, to yeah. being brave enough to do that. I've got, you know, I, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, I got a, temporary way to help you get through it though um okay. you got to always have an excuse in your back pocket and so you have to you and, and look jeff is that lying to people yeah maybe it's a white lie Sometimes white lies are okay. yeah i mean people lie about all kinds of stuff all the time in yeah. my experience and so so here's what you do you you go on the internet and you uh you find yourself a picture of a of a cute turtle for example and uh, and you print out copies of, uh, of of this cute turtle, and um, and then you start telling everybody that you have regular contact with, especially the people that ask you to do stuff, that you've just adopted Timmy the turtle from the rescue shelter, the turtle <laughs> rescue shelter, and uh, you're really gonna. I mean, he's spe he's a special needs turtle. He was a I don't know abused uh, as a young turtle, and he's he's a rescue and and all of this kind of stuff. So you're you're getting points. I don't really for, have a backstory for for yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're getting points for being this good person. And then when you start getting asked to do things, you use you use Timmy the turtle as an excuse. I've got to take Timmy in for a, a shell waxing. I've got to take Timmy. <laughs> Timmy has to go to play group. Timmy, uh, Timmy has a veterinarian's appointment. Timmy has a photo shoot. He got a, a, a job doing a doing a commercial, uh, whatever it is. You've just always got this excuse. I mean, people who have children can can use yes, their children true. as an excuse, but uh, not yes. all of us have that that luxury. They because they grow up, but they. I mean, turtles live a long time, so this is something you could keep sure. keep going for a, for a long, long time. Um, Until like, as long as it's not someone that comes to your house, like you can't use that excuse with family. Yeah, like yeah, that, one, that one's not going to fly. Or or somebody that listens to this podcast. That's right. I mean, if they yeah. listen to this podcast, they know now. So it'll have to be a different kind of animal. But I think yeah. in like in early childhood, for example, I think a lot of people find it hard to say no to their boss, you know, like oh, if sure. there, there's definitely that power imbalance that makes it really hard to say no. And so what happens is they say yes. And then there's that building resentment 
of yes I'll do that that's fine and then they walk away and think oh fuck sakes I've got you know this this and this to do now and they start to it's like those little seeds of resentment and the more that happens and the other person doesn't even realize at that point that there is that resentment or that build up or that you know lack of capacity and that they just think oh yeah that person's saying yes they're saying they can take on that thing and I'm not saying you should always say no to your boss because there's often very reasonable expectations and requests but sometimes there's things that you know it might be having like events I know we still often have you know family information nights or we'd have like a trivia night or we'd have a picnic or whatever and there was always the expectation that all staff would come and sometimes you just can't you know you just can't do that like it's it's just not possible or you've got other things on or whatever and I think there's got to be that element of being able to say no to some of those things and not feel like there's going to be repercussions because I think for some people there's that fear of repercussions well if I say no to my boss well then I'm going to get all the lousy shifts or I'll be made to clean the bathrooms more or you know whatever that is they feel like there's that that fear of repercussion and, and I mean that could be a real thing if you got a real asshole for, could a, be. for a boss yeah. Um, my experience though, and, and, you know, I've been talking about this for 20 years doing burnout stuff, um, is that most people, cause you know, I'll hear, I'll talk about this and then I'll hear from people, Hey, Jeff, I gave it a try. And, yeah. uh, most people, they, they don't have, when they start saying no, they worry that that's going to burn bridges with people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but really the people you say no to, they're going to want to ask you for something in the future. And so they're not going to generally have big hissy fits about it and, and, and blow up because they, they want to have the opportunity for you to say yes to them in the future. And then a lot of people look at your ability to say no as with, with a bit of envy, I think, yes. because they, they kind yes. of wish that they, they could say I no wish I to could people. Do that. Yeah. 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 So it, that, that, uh, that negative side, people, people, anticipate just doesn't from what I've heard and experienced myself doesn't come to uh come to come to reality as much as you you might think it does I think it is more often in your head than not and you know like you build it up to be this big thing and it's just generally not and I think part of it what I've found for me becoming better at saying no and obviously I'm still not great at it because here I am overwhelmed in January but it's that when I do say no that I have to go you know what their reactions on them and not me it's you know I can't control that if they're upset by the fact that I said no I can't control that all I can control is what I'm doing and what I'm doing is this that's my boundary that's it you know and I think you've got to kind of talk yourself through that a little bit and just not detach from it and I suppose you don't want to detach completely from other people's responses but you can't control it yeah. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, you got a staff, how, how do you handle it when your, your people start saying, saying, I figured you're some sort of tyrant that wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't tolerate pretty it. Pretty much. No, I think we try and set that example too, you know, and we try and say no to things and set that example that it's okay to say no th- no to things. We do talk to our staff a lot about their boundaries and, you know, even around things like a lot of our staff work remotely and flexible hours. They work around children who go to school or are in care or whatever. And so there's a lot of that that's set up as an expectation anyway. So it makes it easier for them to say no to things, I think. Um, but I guess it's the... <sighs> 
I don't know, like I always try and think why are they saying no? You know, what, what's the reason for them saying no? Are they saying no because they're actually overloaded with other things? And, sure. you know, then I've got to reflect on whether I'm putting too much on that person or, you know, like there's those kinds of elements. But I think for the most part it's accepting that actually people will say no the same way that I should say no. And I probably do have that bit of envy sometimes when people say no. I probably get that feeling of like, oh, I wish I could just say no like that. Like that would seem so easy for that person. And, um, yeah, so I guess, I don't know, from from a manager's point of view, for us it's just trying to model that, that it's okay to say no and to set your boundaries. And, you know, and even simple things like I typically work Monday to Thursday. I have Fridays off. Every now and then I'll do something on a Friday, but it's very much of my own choice. Um, if someone tries to book a meeting or something with me on a Friday, I'm like, sorry, I don't work Friday. It's like, that's it you know, that's, that's my boundary. And, um, and I'm pretty good at sticking to it. Um, usually if I don't stick to it, it's because I've decided I'll do something on that day. I'll book something in. Um, but yeah, I think it's that being really clear about what those boundaries are upfront so that people know, you know, I work Monday to Thursday, it's in my calendar. You can't book a time with me on a Friday because I just don't work. That's it. That's, that's the expectation. If you send me an email, you're not going to get a response on a Friday. If you call me, you may not get an answer. Like that's just, that's the boundary for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And look, nine times out of 10, if someone calls me, I'll still answer. Um, But it's, yeah, it's, I think it is healthy to put that in place. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I think it's important for individuals to try to cultivate that skill of saying no, but for, Mm. for programs that are concerned about staff retention and having staff that actually, are tuned in and focused and in the moment in their jobs, trying to build that culture into your program where, yeah, it's okay to say no to things. And, 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 and we refrain from asking staff to do too much extra because we, we want them to have time for their, their own interests and their own lives. Um, go a long way to, to building those, those environments. Yeah, that's it. It's like, you can say no to taking work home and you can say no to, the social event at the pub on a Friday night or whatever like you can say no to things you don't have to say yes to everything to be a part of the team or to feel like you're contributing I think that's you know important particularly when things are falling outside of your typical scope of work too you know when they're things that are getting added on but even when they're not maybe they are part of your workload but your workload is actually really full you know it's or someone asks you um can you go in I don't know put the washing machine on, you know, we've got towels or something in there that need to be put in and you're busy doing something with children. I think that's perfectly fine to say no, you know, no. I'm, and, and in that case, I probably would have a bit of an explainer. The children and I are in the middle of, you know, this. When I'm done with this, then I can do that. You know, but I think that's okay. We can't drop everything because we're in the middle of something with children. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of like home-based caregivers get asked to, you know, making brownies for the bake sale and all that kind of stuff. Cause yeah. you're at home anyway. And I mean, you're just, the kids are just playing. You've got time to make 40 dozen yeah. cupcakes. Um, so that's, um, look, the, t- the Timmy, the turtle thing, that was just, that was kind of jokey, <laughs> but I think having, having an excuse in your back pocket is a good idea. But, but one other thing I, I want to throw in there before we, before we wrap it up is, is for a lot of people, that saying no is it's most difficult face to face yes 
So, so the strategy there, I think everybody should try is in that moment, let them know, Hey, I, I got to check my calendar. I got to check my agenda. Yeah. I'll get back to you. Um, I'll send you a text, send you an email, I'll call you, whatever it is. And that gets out, gets you out of having to do that. No face to face. And then you can do it electronically later on. Now you can't, you can't leave the country and throw your phone away and totally ghost the person. You you actually have to get back to them. To but it's a but it's a little it, bit easier via via text message or or and it's a whatever. little bit of space between the, sure because when you're asked in the moment, it's very easy to be like, oh, um, okay, yeah, sure, yep, I'll come to your birthday party, not a problem. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's a costume party, and I don't want to go to a costume party. I don't like people. I don't want to dress up. Like, no, 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 no. But I've said yes because I. And there and they're going please come to my party you're like oh okay whereas taking that space and being able to say actually I need to check I may have something on that time I need to just double check with my calendar I often use the I need to check with my husband's calendar as well we need to sync our calendars up and see if even for things like you know I'll have people say oh can you know your child come over to play on Thursday afternoon or whatever. I'm like, oh, let me just check with my husband, see what his calendar looks like, if he's got any plans and, you know, see what the other children have got on, I'll get back to you. And it's like a little bit of space from it that then I can go away and think about it and go, actually, yeah, that's fine. Or no, it's not fine. I don't want to do that. And, you know, I'll put the boundaries in. Yeah. And then if you, if you ultimately decide you are going to say no, it gives you a chance to to kind of compose the way you're going to do it yeah. in your head and stuff and makes I it just a, a little calmer. bit easier because I mean, you're, you're built, you're literally trying to build a new habit and you gotta, yes. you gotta take baby steps to that. Uh, we've talked about it before, those, those tiny, yeah. those tiny steps. And so, so make it easy for yourself if you're going to, if you're going to give this a try. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No. Hey, listeners. <laughs> This is Jeff Johnson from the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. I'm also the new proprietor of, of Jeff's book, Eye Patch and Peg Leg Emporium. It's <laughs> located on the beach near where I live. If you're looking for a hook, eye patch, or peg leg for your pirating needs, all you got to do is uh, stop by the kiosk I've got set up there on the beach. We'll we'll make a, cup, a custom hook, eye patch, or peg leg for you. Uh, it'll be delightful. Just a little business I'm starting to to support like the podcast it. habit. Um, like check it out if you happen to be in the neighborhood, or or if you know any any pirates that are really bad at doing pirate battle stuff and might be in need of a hook, eye patch, or peg leg. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. You can find Nicole at inspiredec.com. You need more of me, and I don't know why you would. You can go to explorationsearlylearning.com or playvolutionhq.com. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, Nicole, I forgot to mention I'm starting a business. I'm going to make uh, I'm going to make eye patches and hooks and uh, pirate stuff. What's your point of difference? Like, how, how will your hook, eye patch, and peg leg well, everything, everything's customized. I mean, right. you could have like, if you, we could do like, um, if, if you, if you wanted, um, like a tattoo carved into your wooden, your wooden oh. peg leg, we could do that. If you wanted something fancy embroidered on, uh, on your eye patch, like I, I getting to, in on that. Is she, is she the creative? Oh, with no, the I, no, I'm hand stitching all of this. Um, oh. it's, uh, but I talked to, when I talked to Kristen about this, uh, a, a couple episodes ago, I meant, you know, if you wanted like something scary, like a, like a goat eyeball, 
you know, how they're, mm -hmm. they got those weird shaped uh, eyes um, or, or something like that. Or, you know, you have, you have the skull and crossbones, like regular pirate stuff, but you could, I mean, you could have a, I love mom or yeah, whatever you, whatever you want. Um, uh, Newcastle forever, whatever you're, whatever you're into. <laughs> it's not quite the same as like, I love New York, is it? It's like Newcastle forever. I don't think would fit on an eye patch. Yeah. I spent time in New York and Newcastle. I'd prefer Newcastle. Yeah, likewise. I've never been to New York, but I know I would prefer Newcastle. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll leave that bit in. <laughs> this has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.